That is the unmistakable guitar first played by Jimi Hendrix and now played by Fish in this version of Isabella. Closing out the second set of today's soundcheck show, which comes to you from November 16th, 1997 at the McNichols Arena in Denver, Colorado. And welcome everybody to episode 58 of the Daily Soundcheck. I'm your host, Mike Lawn Memo Minio. And you know when I get to play Isabella to lead things in, there's not a lot of those. It's going to be a special show. Now, we got a really cool sound check, and I'm kind of excited to talk a little bit about today's show. You know, Isabella holds so much meaning to so many of us. It's such a rock and roller, and when Fish brought it back at the Baker's Dozen recently, that was a really cool moment. Never thought we'd see that again, and, you know, listening to this version here, mid-fall tour of 97, I mean, it's an absolute beast. Trey could really play it. So, you know, just a couple notes on the show before we get going here. You can, of course, find us at thedailysoundcheck.com. That's the best way to find us. Pictures, links, everything we talk about, it's a great way to find us. Links to all the ways you can listen to us on different podcast apps. Uh, we are a proud member of the Osiris Podcast Network, which you can find at osirispod.com. Lots of cool stuff going on. Uh, one of my favorites, Beyond the Pond, just had their 100,000th listen the other day. So very proud of those guys. Really good people doing a cool thing. They make you listen to other music and get you into different stuff using fish. So if you're a fish fan, it's really great. They take jams, talk about them, break them down, and then say, well, if you like this, you should check this out. So make sure you listen to Beyond the Pod. Really cool, guys. If you need any help with that, hit me up. I will direct you over there. You can follow me on Twitter at Lawn Memo. Great place to find me. That's where I do all my tweets. And if you've been following along, following along, just got a new kitten named Eliza, and she's an absolute sweetheart. So that's pretty exciting over in the Lawn Memo world. It makes the house full again over here. So it's very, very cool stuff. So here we go. We're getting into our sound check for today. And it comes to you again from November 16th, 1996 at the McNichols Arena in Denver, Colorado. Now, that date is probably very famous to you. Well, maybe the next day is. Of course, November 17th of 1997 is seriously one of the most famous and one of the most awesome fish shows in fish history. I am a huge lover of that show. It features, if you know me, you know I'm a big ghost guy. I did a whole blog on that. And in my opinion, the Denver ghost of the next night, November 17th, is the most complete ghost Fish has ever played. It has everything, all the dynamics. It has the funk, the hardcore, the peak, the groove. If you need a, a version of Ghost to just represent what it's all about, the Denver Ghost is your guy. It's not my favorite. That would be Radio City, but I think it's the best representation. I gave it a perfect 10 because it has it all. And, of course, besides that, it probably has one of the greatest first sets, if not the greatest first sets, being Tweeza, Reba, Train Song, Ghost, and Fire. The Tweezer is an absolute kick-ass version as well. So, you know, there's a lot of hype, and it's well-deserved for the next night. But it's kind of cool that the sound check, this was released uh, with Live Fish uh, for this for the next night. They released the 16th show, and that's what we're here to talk about. So the sound check actually takes place the day before, the first night of this McNichols run. And before we kind of get into that, we'll talk a little bit about the McNichols Sports Arena. Now, McNichols was built in 1975, and it cost $16 million. It was built primarily to be the home of the Nuggets and the Colorado Avalanche hockey team. Uh, It seated about 16,000 for hockey and uh, 17,000 for basketball. 
it was closed when the Pepsi Center was opened, and that happened in 1999, and the arena was demolished in 2000. And it's right over where Mile High Stadium is, so it's it was a nice little area to have McNichols right there, Mile High right over there. You know, a lot of places have their stadiums together, and it was kind of cool. Now the Pepsi Arena is kind of in a different spot in Denver. It actually has a cool little stat. The highest scoring game in NBA history, which was a triple overtime beast, was 186 to 184. A triple overtime game between the Pistons and they beat the Nuggets that night. So, you know, 186, 184, pretty exciting game, I would say. For only being open 25 years, the McNichols Arena really had some great performances. The Dead played there in 1977 in October. Hart actually performed Unchained Melody there, which was on their Greatest Hits album. The Bee Gees, Kiss, Electric Light Orchestra, Ario Speedwagon, Parts of Rattle and Hum, which is a live album by U2, was recorded there. Jethro Tull, Def Leppard, Michael Jackson, Prince, Stevie Ray Vaughan. I mean, for 25 years, you know, obviously this was a great period of time for music, but they had some great acts come through, and of course... Fish played there for these two nights, and they played there once again in 1998 and on November 4th of 1998. The McNichols Arena, not there anymore. You know, another one of the venues we covered that's not around. So I reached out on Twitter, as I've been trying to do lately, and I've got some really cool things that people wrote back to me about these shows. One of my favorites I've gotten is from user VicVella1. He writes back to me, a drunk girl was hitting on me during the first set. Here I am, gay and full of mushrooms. And I finally shouted, I'm gay, and she went away. My friend said afterward, you realize I'm gay is the only thing you've said all night. I mean, if you want to talk about a good shirt idea, I got to say, I'm gay and full of mushrooms is probably a pretty good t-shirt idea. Uh, User Divided Fly, he wrote to me, it was his first tweezer, and he fell downstairs and nobody noticed. Everybody was so locked in the next night. Uh, you know, nobody even saw him there. He had to get up and go back to his seat. User Slim Chabby, he writes back that uh, a wook threw up on him during YEM, and he saw a baby pack-and-play set up right in one of the wings. So he walked by, said he was feeling pretty good. It was super cold out, and he sees this pack-and-play, which is like a, a portable crib for those of you that don't have kids set up and he just walks by and he's bugging out and he also mentions it was one of the wookiest crowds that he remembers another guy alex pay n uh writes to me that he took a friend here who had been in the military academy and and from there he went straight to serve and he had been out and gone for a long time so he just got home and they took him he took him to the show and his buddy in the military there had caught up for years of being away he completely disappeared. He came walking back to the seats right at the end of the show with two pretzels. And he spent the night in the medical tent. And he, he writes to me later that he kind of feels bad that he missed that show, but he thinks that his buddy from the military probably had an okay time anyway. So thanks, guys, for sending me some little asides on the, the great McNichols runners. Uh, I had some fun reading those. So the sound check for today is one of my favorite fish songs. And when I was reading through the fish history, which I absolutely love all the fish histories on fish.net, the guys do an amazing job over there. The writer of that specific page says that Saw It Again is either loved or hated. And that's what today's sound check is. It's Saw It Again. And for me, it's one of my favorite songs. I just completely love it. It's so unique and cool and scary and dark and rocking 
it's one of my absolute favorite fish songs. So to see that people don't have a love for it kind of shocked me. I've never encountered that at a show or any time I've talked to anybody. So if you're out there and you don't like Saw It Again, hit me up. I'd like to know why. I'm kind of interested in that. Uh, Saw It Again is just one of the cooler tunes around. And recently, I believe it was in 2012 in Cincinnati, they played it in the first set. That was the tour where Fish was kind of playing all these crazy bust outs. And they played Saw It Again and Fish messed up the, the drum beat. And he was real upset because he's like, I love this song. And I remember it very vividly, so that's a great version. So seek that one out, Cincinnati 2012. And so today's sound check is them playing Saw It Again. It's pretty much straight through for about three and a half minutes. And then there's some sound check going on. And Fish is, you can kind of see that he loves this song because he starts getting on Trey that he's not playing the slide. And he talks about the beat that he's supposed to come in with it. And you'll hear some kind of cool noises from Mike at the end. Pretty short sound check running in at about five minutes for today. So this is Saw It Again, and we'll be back. I'll play you some kind of gems from this kind of, you know, miss show with the beast that comes the next day. So this is Saw It Again from November 16th, 1997 at the Mick Nichols Arena in Denver, Colorado. Sorry, sorry.
on the third one? Ended on that third one? Oh, hey, where is, where is that slide? Where is that slide? For there is the shape that I fear. Bum, bum, bum. And I'm slowly awoken. Two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. One, two. Yeah, where where does that begin? It ends up on twelve though, doesn't and it? I'm fully awoken. I'm fully awoken. Okay, okay. But you gotta do the slide there. That that's the best part. It's 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 fully awoken. So pretty rockin' version of Saw It Again and some cool little tidbits about how they played on which beat and stuff to get things started. Let's talk about this show a little bit. Again, dwarfed by the massive show the next night, this show is pretty dang good. I mean, this is fall of 97 we're talking about here. And there's some gems in the first set that I would play for you if I didn't have the gems in the second set. There's a really great Billy Breeze. Um, this is actually the debut of Farmhouse, and there's actually a cool little version there. A guy by the name of Pete Wernick sat in on banjo for Poor Heart and Son of a Mule. So there's that. That's kind of very interesting. There's a rockin' taste, although I just played one, so I shied away from that. And I'm a big fan of Billy Breeze, and I think this is a great version of that as well. So the first set has a lot of different stuff. There's not a lot of jamming or anything, nothing huge, but it's got a lot of cool stuff going on. And I kind of actually dig the NICU opener here. It fits nice, and it, it starts off a good vibe for this show. The second set is a real gem, period. It runs Timber... Simple, Wilson, Harry Hood, and the Isabella that we started in the intro. So a lot of different songs with Harry Hood and Simple kind of being the anchors there, but the jam of the night comes from Timber, and that's what I'm going to play for you. I could have played the Harry Hood. I thought about this is an excellent, excellent version of Harry Hood, so Hood fans, check out today's. But the Timber is probably, in my opinion, the most notable jam from this show. And it clocks in a little bit over 16 minutes, making it the second longest timber ever played. And the very last five to six minutes are absolutely gorgeous. The thing about Fall 97, it has its funk moments, and sure, those are there, and it has some incredible jams, but the the parts of Fall 97 that are hidden gems are parts like this timber at the last part. There's this really kind of laid back where everything is calm and quiet, and this groove just kind of takes over, and that's some of the magic that I think it's overlooked in 97. The Down With Disease uh, from Rochester 97, we'll talk about that because there's a sound check from there, which I'm excited about, but this timber is a good example of that. So listen to kind of the last five or six minutes, 
There's a great segue into Simple from it, so I'm going to play that as well. And then the Simple is pretty standard, but it's, you know, it's simple and it's amazing. So we're going to go through that. So today's bonus selection is going to be how the second set opens, Timber into Simple. And again, this is from November 16th, 1997 at the McNichols Arena in Denver, Colorado.
so from the end of that simple, Fish goes into Wilson, a great, great Harry Hood, and then Isabella to close the set, which we played a touch of that in the intro. So great set, kind of an underlooked one in 97 and worth your time to play all the way through. So thanks, everybody. That's going to be the end of today's episode. Another really fun one to bring to you. I appreciate everybody checking in. Next week is Valentine's Day. I've been recording on Thursdays. I work in a restaurant. If you don't know that, I will be busy as all hell. So I will try to get one before that out to you next week, and hopefully I can get that done. So thanks, everybody. Again, this was episode 58 of The Daily Soundcheck, and I am your host, Mike Memo Minio. Everybody, have a great weekend. Enjoy your fish, and peace be the journey. Hi, I'm Carl Gearhart from the Giant Country Horns. This podcast is In the Loop, the Legion of Osiris Podcasts. Osiris is creating a community that connects people like you with podcasts and live experiences about artists and topics you love. Check out OsirisPod.com, stay in the loop, and sign up for the newsletter to learn about the newest podcasts and events. Relics Magazine is a media partner of Osiris. For music news, go to Relics.com.